break it down, down like this. Welcome along everyone to Tempo Fit Workout of the Week. Great to have you tuned in to episode number 78 and we're into episode 2 of our Marathon Makers series. My name is Hayden Sherman and Marathon Makers, what are we doing this month? What's going on? We are going long. We are stepping up every week. We're adding another block to these descending blocks of um, of endurance style tempos, intervals um, and they get faster but they also get shorter as as you go. So this week, remember last week we did 3, 2, 1, 3K, 2K, 1K. This week we are simply just adding 4K on the front of it. So it's 4K, 3K, 2K, 1K, and the paces are this. The 4K will be at your full marathon pace. The 3K and the 2K will be at your half marathon pace, and the 1K will be at your 10K race pace. So just like last week, we're doing 1K recoveries between each of those little blocks. Um, And importantly, those 1K recoveries will be at the upper end of your easy range. So they will be a recovery, but not like this sort of really slow jog recovery we, we might do when we're doing a repetition like track workout session. These are more aerobic we want the heart rate to stay up but we want to allow enough recovery within that 1k so I suggest around about 30 seconds per k slower than what you do in each of those blocks Uh, sorry 30 seconds slower than your marathon pace that's that's important so 4k at your marathon pace and then we've got the 3k and the 2k blocks will be at your half marathon pace and then just that one 1k at your 10k race pace to finish off with a nice little blast out. So why are we doing this workout? Well, as I said last week, we are going long. We are teaching the body to sustain a elevated pace for a longer period of time. And this week in particular, we're adding in marathon pace. And this is a really interesting pace because um, I think I mentioned it last week, most training plans tend to polarize the training. So we do a big amount of running slow and easy, and we do a the other portion of the running at a faster pace, you know, maybe tempo pace, sort of one hour race pace and faster. This falls right in that middle ground between the two. And we often call it junk mileage, this sort of pace, because it doesn't really do either. But when we're training for a marathon and when we're specifically looking to build that endurance around that um, elevated pace, around that marathon pace, we need to do marathon pace work. You can't get away from that. And so a couple of reasons. One, just the mechanics of it. It's a different skill to learn. The um, stride rate, the amount of ground you're chewing up each stride, the way your arms are moving, the way your torso's sitting, the way your belly's sitting. This is an important one when you come to practice your fueling strategy for the marathon. You know, all those little things come into play so that when you're in a marathon or uh, you're doing an endurance race, you 
don't get the stitch when you're taking a gel running at that particular pace. It's slightly faster than a easy run and you might be fine drinking some water and fluids on an easy run, but add 30 seconds to it and suddenly you're, uh, you know, take away 30 seconds in terms of your pace and suddenly that fluid's bouncing around a lot more, you're splashing it over your face, you're struggling to keep the air coming in your mouth while you're sucking down the gel. All those little things can lead to upset tummies, stitches, all of that stuff. So practicing marathon pace is so important for for that fueling and for that mechanic side of it. The other reason that I really love practicing marathon pace is that pace judgment. And I'll I'll talk about this in the thought for the week as well. Um, But you can't do good pace judgment unless you actually practice that pace. It kind of makes sense. So that's my why we're doing this workout, always the best question to, to ask and understand exactly what we're doing today. There'll be 10k worth of work in the session, um, so we're starting to get towards those really longer workouts. This still won't be a super long workout, but next week and the following week, they'll be long runs in their own right with faster sections thrown in. So it's going to get meaty very quick. Little note on how to do today's workout. First of all, you'll notice last week we did 3K at your half marathon pace and then the 2K and the 1K were both at your 10K race pace. This time we're slowing that 2K portion down to half marathon pace. So we've got the 3K and the 2K at half marathon pace. Now that's ultimately to enable you to go longer, get that 10K worth of work and not to take too much out of out of you. And you know, it, it's getting to the point where I'm reducing the amount of faster work to enable you at another time during the week to throw in like a stride session or maybe an interval session where you are running faster. So I'm I'm making this workout more and more specialized in terms of endurance style running and freeing that up so you can do some faster running outside of this during your, your normal week. So that's a little insight of how I go about setting these workouts and, and um, programming it. Uh, as I mentioned with those those recoveries, make sure the they stay in that uh, upper end of the recovery range. Don't slow it right down. But other than that, it's it's the same as last week, just slowing up that that two k section a little bit and adding the four k at the start. Yeah, 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 yeah. So the thought for the week is how to pace a marathon, and this is something that I'm so passionate about because. When it comes to actual race week, there's not that much you can do uh, to get yourself uh, to the finish line, um, you know, any better, in any better shape. All the training's in the bag. You could almost not run in that final week and be totally fine. In fact, you might be fresher than you would if you did run during that final week. But the one big thing that can affect your race day is pacing. And I, I've done some analysis on, on, on paces in local New Zealand marathons, and it's really interesting. When you look at uh, different subsets within the finishes, so 
the three hour, sub three hour subset. Those runners tend to be very good at pacing. They're usually within one or two minutes uh, difference per half of the, the marathon, very tight. And they are aware of their fitness and they start out conservatively, well, start out knowing the sort of time that they could run. And they usually nail those splits pretty well. As you get slower in the marathon, the worse those splits are going between the half first half of the marathon and the second half gets to the point when when you're over four hours the average is something like 20 minutes positive splits so you're going to you know 20 minutes slower or more in that second half of the race so that really shows that the skill of pacing is something that the more experienced runners tend to develop and that gets them a better result on the day as well as being faster. So this is a genuine skill that you can learn and something that can absolutely optimize your day when it comes to running a marathon. And look, not just for a marathon, it applies to all, all the other distances as well. But you especially see it so well pronounced in the marathon because it's so brutal. So here's five pointers on how I go about uh pacing for a marathon and preparing to pace for a marathon. So first of all is what I mentioned earlier in the show, practice. You've got to, you've got to practice the pace. You can't just expect to uh, rely on your watch and just lock into it. You know, one of the key reasons for that is often it's the variability in pace that can be the real killer. So your watch splits might be okay, but within that you're kind of surging as people go past you or you you go past them. You, you've got these little surges and then you're slowing up and, um, you know, in the crowded adrenaline-filled environment of that first half of the marathon, you're doing all sorts of weird things that get you out of that rhythm. But overall, like your 5K splits might look quite good, but when you drill down, you see all these ups and downs in your pace. Now that's going to be the case if you haven't put in those that those hard yards of actually practicing the pace and understanding it internally um and so that brings me to point number two don't just use your watch you've got to have some other internal metrics for understanding how fast you're going so um you you might use um, yeah like, like like the internal metrics of like stride rate, breathing rate, how high your hands are coming up when you're swinging your arms, maybe knee lift and heel lift, the way that your foot's hitting the ground. All these little things tell you how fast you're going, or, or dictate how fast you're going. As well as that, you can tune into just the feel of your body, the feel of intensity and gauge that really well. Uh, So there's lots of things like that internally that you can do, but you can also use the pace on your watch if you've got a GPS watch and you can also use the markers on the course. And this is really important. I like to have, you know, multiple um, data points to cross-reference it and I'm getting way out of order here of my top five but this is number five cross-reference those data points so that you've got the speed on your watch what um, minutes per k you're running or, or kilometers per hour miles per minute or no 
minutes per mile. Um, then you've got your splits. So every 5K or every mile or K um, with the, the K markers that are on the course. And then you've got those internal feels of how you're feeling and how the movements that your body makes. If you cross, cross-reference all those data points, you're able to know really accurately how fast you're going. So that was number five. Let me skip back to number three. If it's not slow, it's too fast. So the old saying goes, if you're not telling yourself in that first half that you're running too slow, you're definitely running too fast. And that's how it should feel in a marathon. It should You should start off feeling like, my gosh, I'm just cruising along here. Lots of people are running off in front of me and I'm just kind of jogging away like, man, this pace feels really easy and comfortable. That's how it should feel for at least 13 or 14K. At least one third of the race should have that feel. And um, there's a local coach in New Zealand called Barry McGee and he won the bronze medal at the 1960 marathon. So he knows a thing or two uh, about marathon running, but he talks about the three stages of the marathon marathon being control, control, control. First of all, control yourself not to run too fast, then control yourself to not um, to, to maintain the same pace, and then finally in that last third, control yourself not to slow down. So that feel of, man, I'm running slow is really important to have, and if you don't have that, you're probably going too fast. Number four and the final one um, I like to use, and this might sound really geeky and going OTT, but I actually like to, if I can, head down to the race course with a wheel and wheel out a little cheeky 200 meter marker. Now I'll do that from the start line um, and then either some chalk or there might be a lamppost uh, or a key marker that will accurately mark 200 meters um, or I might do it a little bit further in maybe 400 meters into the race course and take a split off that and then I'll work out exactly how what time I need to be doing for 200 meters um, to run my goal pace. And I can use that as a really early, very accurate measure of how fast I'm running. So let's say I'm aiming to run four minute K. So I need to hit 48 seconds exactly for that 200. So I can cross the start line, hit my, uh, hit my split. uh, So I get an accurate, Uh, start to finish mat time and then when I cross that little chalk line that I've chalked on or I go past that marker have a quick look at my watch if I'm at 46 that's a really quick early warning sign that I'm going out a little bit too fast just need to back it off a little bit and often your watch doesn't quite pick up into that rhythm as quickly as that 200 meter marker will give you that signal so that's a little really geek out point that you could go to if you want to take it uh, that extra bit further I like it give it a go on like a training run and see if you like it as well so there's my top five Number one, practice the pace. Number two, don't just use your watch. Number three, if it's not slow, it's too fast. Number four, try the 200 meter check. And number five, cross-reference all the data points that you have available to you in terms of your pace. Oh yeah, oh yeah. And that brings us to the close of another episode. Get out there, crush this workout 4K at your marathon pace, 3K and 2K at your half marathon pace, then blat it out with 1K at your 10K race pace, throw in that 1K recovery run after each of the blocks. 
Have fun with this one. Let me know how you get on on social media. Send me a message at RunTempoFit. My email address is Hayden at TempoFit.org. I'd love to hear from you guys and girls. Keep up the great work. Happy running, everyone. (laughs) 